You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. What's up, 49ers faithful? We are back with another episode of the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. We got Brian. We got Al. I'm Zane. And I finally get to do an intro because it is a victory podcast. Man, is there anything that gets the Niners right better than the Los Angeles Ram. I mean, it just it, like clockwork. Every time the sky is falling and we think this team is dead in the water, they'll have a, a terrible performance the previous week and they come again out against the Rams and they play as good of at least a half of football, the second half, as I've seen them play the entire year, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. Jimmy has looked the best I've seen him look ever. Frankly, I have not seen him look better than he looked today. Christian McCaffrey, instant offense. I can't wait to talk about that. But guys, let's unpack this. Just a really, really fun win today. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, listen, I, I don't I I'm not here to try and take too much credit because I'm not, but I am. These arrived on Friday. It's my new game day kicks. So I oh, rocked these nice. today. And I don't think it's a I, I don't think it's a coincidence that uh the offense put up 31 points today. So like I said, not trying to take too much uh, too much credit, but uh, my dope Jordan ones arrived on Friday, and uh, hey, thirty one fourteen. Here we go, Brian <laughs> Rennick. So I appreciate that. For those who can't see, Brian Rennick is head to toe in red and gold right now. Forty nine ers. Oh hat, yeah, I'm forty nine ers looking sneakers. He's got the <laughs> was that Vernon Day- George Kittle? I was Vernon. It's Davis. Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. George Kittle jersey on. Both eighty five. It's all good. You can't go wrong either right. way. Yeah, no, right. not, nothing. Nothing hears the 49ers ills like like playing the Rams. And look, you know, I didn't want to say that they were going to win the game like this, but in the back of my mind, I, I kind of knew it was going to happen. And I don't want to like talk too much trash because they did lose in the NFC Championship game to them. But it's just been complete ownage of this <laughs> Ram team for the last what four years? What is it? Eight in a row yeah. now. And yeah. today was, and, I, and we'll get into the specific performances, but it was. Kind of typical. It was close, and and then in the end, the 49ers just just own them, just absolutely own them. The Rams are. Ter- I think the Rams stink. I think they're really bad. They may turn it around, but you're talking 118 points in seven games for them now. They can't run the ball ever. They had 21 carries for 56 yards today. I thought Van Jefferson coming back might help a little bit, but it didn't. I didn't even target. Did he play him. in this game? 
I saw him out there, but he wasn't targeted <laughs> at all. Um, you know, Higby gets banged up early, but they just looked, yeah, if Cup's not doing anything, it doesn't this team just can't can't do anything. So yeah, today I do. I kind of wanna, you know, we all hate the Rams, and I kind of just wanna pour salt in the wounds today. It just felt like, yeah, you know what? Your team's a joke. Like every time mm-hmm. you come up against the Niners, it's just the same stuff. You can't beat them. And I know they beat them in the NFC championship game. So if you're a Rams fan listening to this, you're probably like, shut up, Al. But listen, the Niners just owned it. And we'll talk, like I said, there's a couple guys I really want to highlight today. But listen, it, it was a good win for the team. You know what this team did? <clears throat> and it feels like the it's the first time that they've done it all season. You know what they did? They made adjustments. And I was mm-hmm. so proud of them. I was so proud. I was like, look, guys. We just, let's do something out of our comfort zone. I tweeted this. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's make some adjustments, right? Let's not just try and stick to the same thing. And I'll tell you what, man, they came out in the second half and the adjustments that D'Amico Ryan's made at halftime to combat that quick passing game that really was, you know, owning the defense in the first half, uh, just a thing of beauty. And then I don't know that the offense made a ton of adjustments, but I do think that Kyle Shanahan, I mean, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, the the passing touchdown, Shanahan was in his bag a little bit. Uh, I believe that is the same exact play that they ran against them in week 18 last year, except instead of Debo throwing it to Jennings, it was McCaffrey throwing it to Ayuk. But they, it just, it was a game. This is a game that you expect this team to have, right? This is a game where you go up against an opponent that is arguably inferior, right? You're still the... The Rams are still the defending Super Bowl champions. Let's give them their flowers. They look nothing like they did last year, right? And so there is that. There is there is that. But that team still has Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald on the defensive side of the ball. It still has Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson and Tyler Higbee. It is an offense that, that should, you know, it should be good. Uh, they cannot run the ball, which has made them one-dimensional and has made it difficult for them to, to be good. But... This is a, a game that that you would hope to see from from a team like the 49ers, even with the injuries that they have. So it was just nice to see. Yeah, it was a game when he when McCaffrey threw the pass to uh for the touchdown to Ayuk. I said, finally, finally yeah. something creative. You yeah. know, it's what we've been saying forever. Mm-hmm. Just do something, something funky. I always go back to that Saints game when they were when you know they were throwing passes like that and the pitch to use check. Just Kyle, pull something out. And he did finally, and it was great to see, and it was it was exciting. And I guess I want to transition into McCaffrey here because we'd be nuts if we didn't make him. <laughs> I mean, you you have we always talk about the talent on this team, but Debo had a lot of Superman games last year. But other than that, like you're waiting for a player to kind of really step up. We went for Kittle to step up. We went for Ayuk to have a big game, and Ayuk's been great lately. But a, but a huge game in a game like McCaffrey had today, that was a star, a star in the NFL just having a day. And it was great to see. He obviously throws a 34 yard touchdown pass. He has 18 carries for 94 yards and score and eight catches for 55 yards and a score. So he had 26 touches, 149 yards, not counting the pass in three total touchdowns, including the touchdown pass. It was just a day for, he's a star. He played like a star and without him, it's probably a different game. So I tweeted this and it may seem, Oh, Al, you're being dramatic. That trade may have saved, saved this team season. When oh, you go yeah, into sure. moving yeah. forward and just how they're going to have to play teams and how they're going to have to score, having that guy do what he did, if that continues, it, and when you, once you put Debo back in the mix, it might have saved the season to me. 
I just want to point this out and then Zane, I'll, I'll give floor uh, just to, again, kind of piggyback on what you were talking about. Uh, Jennifer Lee Chan tweeted this out uh, 44 minutes ago. Uh, McCaffrey's 183 all-purpose yards, which includes the the passing, the, the yards he got on the throw, uh, accounted for 49.7% of the 49ers, 368 total yards. So wow. quite literally, he accounted for 50% of the offense that they created in this game. And that's just unreal. That's fantastic. I think that like, you know, when you make that trade and when you bring a guy of that caliber on your team, this is what you expect, right? You expect that he's going to have this effect on your offense. It, op- it seemed to open everything else up. Every time he touched the ball, he was gaining five yards, right? There was a couple of exceptions where he took a draw play and took a loss or took a gain of one or two yards, but you have to account for him. There was one throw that Jimmy had up the scene to Kittle where like, McCaffrey just ran an angle route just underneath and cleared out like the entire middle of the field for Kittle. It was in the second half. And it was just that stuff, like that stuff only happens when you have a Christian McCaffrey on your team. And the fact that they did it without Debo, like you mentioned, I mean, it just, just goes to show you that when you have blue chip players on your team, you can use them in ways that can affect the game, like in multiple types of ways, right? Like whether you want to motion them out, whether you want to actually give them the ball, the defense will have to account for them no matter what. And I mean, like, you know, is this, is this sustainable to you guys? I'm going to open up to you. Like, do you think this is actually sustainable? Like the way that you, they use Christian McCaffrey today, or do you think that like, like that Saints game, it was like just like a one game thing and they'll just kind of go back to their normal sort of uh, whatever normal was after the bye week Well, that's the big question, right? And that's what we've been critical of is the inconsistencies in, in the way Kyle's kind of maybe deployed some of these weapons that he has. And when you see what McCaffrey did today and, and when Debo does come back how with Kittle and with Ayuk, how, how do you stop that? Um, there's really not an excuse for this team not to come out and put up 30, you know, 28, 30 points a game now with it, with it. And I don't know if it's going to be sustainable. We'll, we'll see because this team has been consistently inconsistent. So I'm not going too crazy after this win. It was a great win. And like you said, Brian, I think the fact that they made adjustments, especially on the defensive end, it was like, whoa, like, yeah, you guys did kind of everything right today, but I still got to see more, man. Like I said, last time, I'm, I'm not going to go too crazy over this. We'll see how they come out after the bye. We'll see if they can get a few wins together. We'll see if they can be consistent. But one more thing on the McCaffrey day, he's the first player since LaDainian Tomlinson in 2005 to catch, throw four, and rush for a touchdown in the same game. And only the third to do it, and that three is Walter Payton, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Christian McCaffrey. Pretty good company. Pretty good good company, yeah. Yeah. Um, To answer your question, Zane, obviously this is not sustainable in that Christian McCaffrey cannot account for 50% of your total yards game in and game out that obviously is 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 unsustainable but this was this was very very reminiscent of a handful of debo games last year right where mm-hmm. it was a must win situation and Kyle Shanahan looked at debo and said put this team on your back and debo did and he did it multiple games this was one game for Christian McCaffrey i'd argue there's at least 3 uh, last year that that Debo did it in route to that historically good uh, performance from him last year. But the other thing is, like you said, Al, there are too many weapons on this team for there to be a situation like this where a player accounts for 50% of your total yards. If you've got an offense that can put Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and Kyle Juszczyk, Ross Dwelly, whatever, whoever you want, who else, whoever else you want to put out there. If that's who you're trotting out game in and game out, 
no excuses. And, and, and I, I said this, you know, I, I said this when the, when the trade happened, whether he meant to or not, Kyle Shanahan left himself with no excuses now by making this trade, right? He's just, 100%. there are no, no more excuses, no more excuses for poor offensive performances. Um, no more excuses for, you know, stagnant second halves. There's just none. And today looked great. It really did. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I will not, uh, will not. And, and, and you know who else looked really good to Jimmy Garoppolo, who had at least two, uh, should be interceptions that were dropped. Hey, that's going to happen. Right. But outside of that, that throw to McCaffrey, uh, for the touchdown, beautiful throw, great throw through with anticipation, saw him as his outlet, right. Which is another actually, uh, probably benefit that we didn't talk about enough with Christian McCaffrey is McCaffrey gives uh, Garoppolo a, a a viable outlet when when a play breaks down, which the rest of the running back room hasn't really given him or, or really ever given him. There has never been a receiving back the caliber of Christian McCaffrey since uh, you know since since Shanahan has been here. I mean, you could argue Coleman Tevin Coleman is a good receiving back, but he wasn't featured that much like that. Yeah. So. There was that uh, somebody in the chat said the throw to Kittle was better. You know, I said the same thing uh, to my buddy, Tim. Uh, Tim was a, a, a collegiate level quarterback, so he's played the position. The one thing he pointed out was uh, Jimmy, when he threw that ball to Kittle, did not account for Taylor Rapp, who had started to uh, get depth and 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 get back towards Kittle. The, the throw made it, but just barely over his hand. You could argue it was ill-timed. I thought that he, I thought that rap didn't really start to to creep back until Jimmy cocked the throw. So it 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 felt like it was it was the right decision. I'm not going to say it wasn't, uh, but there have been a lot of times where Jimmy would have thrown an interception on that. So you got to give him kudos. So yeah, the throw to Kittle, great. The throw to McCaffrey for the touchdown, great. Um, you know, only a handful of, of plays this, uh, this game where you're like, ah, yikes, that's, that's not great. Uh, but again, props to the offense for coming out and putting up 21 points in the second half and outscoring their, their scoring average by 11 points, right? They've been coming in averaging about 20 points a game yep. and you know, they put up 31. There were no defensive touchdowns or special teams touchdowns. This was 31 points from the offense. Mm-hmm. And you got to give them you got to give them flowers for that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think so. Basically, this is like the what the the version of the Niners that everybody hoped to see starting the year, right? Like Super Bowl contending 49ers. They made very few mistakes. The beginning of the game on defense started off a little shaky. They took some penalties down by the goal line. They allowed long sustaining drives, but I think it's more so like that's just a function of injuries right now with that unit. I think that once they'll be a very different looking unit after the buy after after they get those bodies back, but you know it, it started out very much looking like you know the championship game last year where you know the Rams 
and the Niners, they were just going back and forth. Rams got on top. Niners were kind of fighting back, and and especially with the the uh, the way that they kind of went ahead 17-14, I was like, uh-oh. I was like, are we going to get a repeat <laughs> happened last year? They went up, and then they eventually, eventually went up by 10 points. And uh, I was like, well, Kyle on 10-point leads, right, in the fourth quarter, and, and they ended up not even needing that. So I don't know, guys. It was just like I, I know that we could say a lot, but it was just nice to win. It's nice. Like, it's been a while since they won. It's been three weeks since we've been able to talk about this team in a positive light. And it's nice to be able to do that. But I mean, like I'm with Al, like it's just so hard to know what you're going to get from them week in, week out. If you got them from this every single week, this is a, this is like a, a shoe in for a championship caliber team. Like this is like, you put them in the Super Bowl in February because they are so good when they are on, they are so, they are so good, but their issue is, is from week to week, they can't bring it. So it's going to be interesting to see now. I'm almost sad that the buy is coming. Oh, you broke up there a little bit, Zane. Well, but I'm also yeah. happy they'll be getting. Um, I'm also happy that, that they'll be getting guys back from the bye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's a decent. We're halfway through the season. You know, it's a pretty good time to rest up and, and maybe hopefully get Debo healthy. But yeah, early in that game, I I, I was a little. I was starting to get pissed. I was like, here we go again. <laughs> you know, especially in that first drive when you had the two penalties. I'm like, here we go with undiscipl- disciplined football. In those two back-to-back drives, the Rams put two long drives together, and then you have Oren Burks on cup, and you're like, what are you doing? But then they adjusted. They adjusted in the second half. The defense dominated. The Rams couldn't do anything. Cup didn't have a catch until the end. And I want to talk about stupid coach decisions later, too, by the way. Um, remind me about what the Rams did at the end of that game. But he didn't have a, a catch until the very last play of the game that was garbage time. So they did a good job getting him out of, out of, out of there in the second half. They were putting pressure on Stafford, which they didn't do in the first half. And the, and the Rams looked lost. And when the Niners are like that, when the defense is doing that, they're, they're, they're a dangerous team. So credit to D'Amico Ryans, who, who took some heat last week, and he was taking heat in the first half this week, too. And he made the correct adjustments. Not having Greenlaw out there was big. They're going to miss Mosley the whole season. Not having Armstead is huge, especially for the defending the run. And he made the right adjustments. And look, only 14 points against any NFL team is good. So So kudos to them for that. Yeah, and and the the defense, you know, especially in the second half, was so dominant and so uh, suffocating to the Rams' offense that you get a, a sign of life first down to Allen Robinson, and he immediately gets that uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty uh, by getting in the face of Hufunga, who quite literally didn't say anything, didn't do anything. He was just getting up from from the tackle. And Robinson gets in his face and signals the first down. And then all of a sudden you get that penalty. And while that is a ticket the ball, I think he tried. I think that's why Robinson got pissed to Funga tried to yank the ball when he was on the ground. I think that's why he got pissed. Sure. But uh, you know, you know, the rules, like uh, again, everybody knows the rules, right? If you direct taunting at a player, you're going to get flagged and there's a ref right there. And, and part of that is just being frustrated by the fact that you haven't been able to move the ball at all in the second half. You know, at one point there was a, a graphic on the screen that uh, Stafford was two of eight for like less than 20 yards uh, well into the fourth quarter uh, mm-hmm. of that game. And so, yeah, like you said, kudos to D'Amico Ryans for for making some adjustments because, you know, they really did. They really did get. I'm not going to say get their ass handed to them, but the the Rams were the aggressor in the first half. Uh, they had that really long uh, drive, that 17 play drive for a touchdown, which ate, I think, almost 10 minutes off the clock in the first half. Uh, 
and you're just like, man, like you can't, you can't afford to continue to have those. And that was the one thing that this defense was, was, has been for the most part, uh, all season has been good at limiting explosive plays and the Rams still didn't have any explosive plays. Uh, they had that play to Higby in the second half that likely should have been a touchdown if Higby could have held on to it. You know, Stafford did throw it slightly behind him, but he still got both hands on it. Great play design. Uh, and at the very least, he would have been into Flanner's territory. But, you know, the, the it, it felt like there were some missed tackles in the first half, and, and, and it seems like they cleaned that up a little bit. And it, it also just felt like Fred Warner and the and the defense came out in the second half and said, you know, we're not. We're not going to allow this to happen anymore. Um, you know, this quick game isn't going to, isn't going to be the thing that, that gets us. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we talk all the time about a lack of adjustment and, and the fact that they made it, uh, I thought was huge. And, and, and one of the things that I took away, the other thing that I really like to see, and we talked about this, we talked about the special teams ranking, uh, on our, on our last episode, uh, that they were currently 26th in DVOA. And a lot of that had to do with, uh, kickoff coverage and then the one blocked field goal that they had, which carries a lot of weight, whatever, regardless. I, I really love seeing them uh, kick touchbacks today. Like, hey, great job. Way to way to adjust. Way to recognize that you're not your kickoff is your coverage is poor. So let's go ahead and just kick it through the end zone and and live to see another day. So I like that adjustment as well. So two two great signs for me. You guys concerned at all about the two McCaffrey fumbles? I mean, hey, Ray Ray actually caught something, right? He caught the McCaffrey fumble. <laughs> I can't believe he hung out onto that ball. Yeah. But well. I mean, you know, you guys, was, was what I found. Yeah, you guys yeah, concerned about that? Yeah, there were a couple that? things. McCaffrey had those, those well, I, they called the first one incomplete, and then he had the one that bounced up in the air and laid in Ray Ray's hands, and then Jimmy had a couple Jimmy moments. It's part of it. And that's, and that's, but it's funny to say that, Zane, because that's true. Like, where this team, frustrate you was the inconsistencies in the undisciplined play right so in there i think in their four losses they have 11 turnovers and in their four wins they have one i'm pretty sure that's what it is um so again this game they don't commit any turnovers they almost do but they don't and they win and that's that's the key to them so am i concerned about it not i don't necessarily am concerned with mccaffrey just as the team with the whole yeah because they're inconsistent so i'm definitely definitely concerned that they need to be more consistent moving forward and that stuff can still pop up moving forward because when this team loses it's generally because they shoot themselves in the foot so until they can prove to me that they aren't going to do that for an extended period of time i'm always going to kind of have it in the back of my head like when's the other shoe going to drop you know again this is great celebrate this win it's a good feeling going into the bye playing a talented but banged up chargers team when you get out of there but uh, I'm not buying anything. I'm not buying. You talk to me in about a month and see where we are, and then I'll t- I'll tell you what I'm buying at that point. I think that's fair, and you know, it's it's hard to say because like it's only Christian McCaffrey's second week. The the buy I think will be the big install if you want to call it like for the playbook, and and I think that he'll probably get more of a load after the buy. Like we saw Jeff Wilson Jr. start the game, and and they kind of platoon mm-hmm. there. I think we'll we'll see Christian McCaffrey get the line share carries after the buy, but. Um, I do want to really quickly discuss everybody's favorite topic, quarterback, because we have to. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he he was pretty good today. Had a couple of Jimmy moments, like you said, Al. Um, the dime to McCaffrey, the dime to Kittle, um, and the dime to Dwelly as well. I mean, he was wide open. There's nobody around him. But, you know, if he plays this type of football, this brand of football, it the team will go a really long way because he's not turning it over. He's moving the chains. He's getting the ball in the hands of playmakers. McCaffrey had eight catches today, right? And 
that's one thing that has been missing for a long time from a, from a 49ers offense is the running back's ability to catch, catch the ball and run with it. And they're supplementing these running plays by just dumping it off to the running backs, right? And I, and I love that because those are essentially free yards, right? Like d- defenders will will just give up checkdowns all day in, in fear of giving up something bigger, right? So what they did today, I think, I hope, and I think is going to be a blueprint for what you, what you see in the future with getting Christian McCaffrey the ball, like just as a safety outlet. And it's something that I've wanted Kyle to do in his offense, like for forever, but they just have never really had a guy that has been able to handle the ball like this, uh, at least catching the ball out of the backfield. So this, I think, will add a different element into uh, the quarterback play and just having an outlet and a safety outlet. And I hope those interception numbers will come down from what they have been. They've already, they're already down this year as, as they were. But I think that, you know, the emergence of Christian McCaffrey, you know, in, on this offense as a, as a real piece, as you saw today, is only going to help the quarterbacks, both Jimmy and Trey next year, right, going forward. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy to me, he played really well today. I thought I thought he had a terrific game overall. The throw to Kittle, I I, I don't. You mentioned Brian, maybe he threw a little bit later, or whatever. But like I, I thought that was one of the better throws I've seen him make. Like Jimmy doesn't usually make a throw where he drops it over a defender, you know, in the back of the end zone like that. Um, the throw he made to McCaffrey, like you talked about earlier for the touchdown too. There was pressure. He kind of steps up, and it looked to me. I mean, I don't know what the play was, but it looked to me like McCaffrey was just supposed to go out in the flat on that play, and he was there, and he sees the pressure, and he runs towards the end zone. And Jimmy puts the ball up, makes a good throw on him. And um, McCaffrey makes a great catch going down. So I, w- I was happy with Jimmy today. But again, we've seen this. We've seen Jimmy play pretty well. And then we've seen Jimmy come out and shit the bed or Jimmy come out and make a really bad turnover. So I'm thrilled he had a good game. Talk to me in a month. And even yeah. then, we kind of know what Garoppolo is. But the good thing was for Jimmy is he has so many weapons now. He just has to play point guard. That's all he's got to do. Just right. distribute, distribute, distribute. You don't, you don't, he doesn't have to, he shouldn't have to win the game with that many pieces around him. At least not most weeks. There should be enough for him. The defense should typically be good enough. And there's enough pieces around him where I think he can just kind of play point guard and don't screw it up. A hundred percent, you know, and, and uh, uh, Zane, Zane is on dad duty. He had to, he had to drop out. So it'll just be Al and I the, the rest of the way, but you know, the, the interesting thing and, and <clears throat> Zane said this, you know, about about the buy and and you know we'll see there will probably be a little bit more install uh when it comes to adding christian mccaffrey to to the offense over the the other thing that i thought was interesting this week is you know one of the things that i haven't been able to really wrap my brain around is this idea that the 49ers spent an entire offseason crafting an offense for trey lance and then with Trey Lance going down and Jimmy Garoppolo coming in, it's been a difficult transition from that offense to, you know, an offense that is more suited for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I've always, I've always, like I said, but not been able to really wrap my head around that idea because one, are you telling me that you fundamentally changed your offense so much with Trey Lance that uh, a lot of what you wanted to do, Jimmy Garoppolo is incapable of doing? I think maybe I could buy that, right? But I also don't buy the idea of Kyle Shanahan fundamentally altering his offense for a quarterback that he drafted because he felt like he fit his offense well enough and added just that little extra dynamic of of running that it just really kind of unlocked more of his offense as opposed to needing to fundamentally alter it. And then the other thing was, 
Jimmy Garoppolo has been QB one for this team for the past four seasons. Like, how is it that difficult to transition back to calling plays for that guy, even though you didn't anticipate doing it? Um, you know, it, it didn't anticipate doing it then. But somebody asked Kyle Shanahan that question this week. Uh, and he basically said, yeah, it's been a really tough transition. And I was trying to find, uh, I was trying to find the the quotes. It came from one of his, one of his um, press availabilities this week. And I couldn't, I couldn't find it while we were talking here, but the interesting thing is, well, if it's been that difficult, I'm, what I'm wondering is if we, if we see coming out of the bye, just a really different offense in the second half of the season moving forward because they get that extra week to kind of install some of I guess what they used to right because you know part of what he said was you know blocking assignments things like that it's all different when you go from a, a quarterback who can extend the play with his legs versus a quarterback who essentially if the play breaks down in the pocket it's it's either going to be a turnover or, or an incomplete pass um and so that's going to be interesting to see but you know, I, I think this team desperately needed, they desperately needed this momentum going into the bye. Because if they went into this game and lost and went into the bye at three and five, even though that's where they were last year, it, it would just feel different than last year, right? It would just oh, yeah. feel different. And it would feel different because this team is better than the team last year. It, 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 there's just so much more talent on both sides of the ball. Not that the team wasn't talented last year, but you know, you've got, you've got Mooney Ward on, on the other side when you didn't have a shutdown corner before you've got, uh, you know, you've got these extra pieces at edge rusher on the defense. You've got on offense, you've got another, uh, year of Brandon Ayuk. You've got now Christian McCaffrey. You've got, you know, you've got all of these pieces that, that, that genuinely make you better and to be at the same spot, I think would have been really defeating to, to a lot of players in that locker room because whether they should be reading the press clippings or not, I guarantee that squad thinks that they should be in the Super Bowl this year. Oh, and rightfully oh, so they yeah. absolutely should. They, yeah. they should feel that way, especially when you look at the landscape of the NFC, you know, we talked about, we talked about, the Giants, you know, at six and one, they lost today to the Seahawks. Seahawks still have first place in the NFC West, which mm -hmm. is yikes. But again, the 49ers, three and oh in the NFC West. They've got three games left. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not really super worried about about the Seahawks. But Geno Smith is playing incredibly well. Pete Carroll has that team overachieving. You know, we'll see how things go for them down the stretch. But yeah, Kenneth Walker, he, Kenneth Walker, yeah, yeah. he looks player. like the real deal. He looks, yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he. I'm not gonna say he's the second coming of of, of Beast Mode, but he's he looks pretty damn good. So yeah, he, he stays um, healthy. He's gonna be a good for a long. Yeah, time. their whole their whole draft class they hit an absolute home oh, run. Yep, yep. You know, with two two rookie tackles who are playing incredibly well. You've got Kenneth Walker. You've got two uh, two late round uh, corners that you're starting, right? That are playing well. Like they just they they're having a hell of a, a run right now. But you look at this this NFC, and you got to think as you look around that locker room, you got to look at the the rest and go, who is better than us? 
who legitimately who is better than who has more talent who has more talent in their locker room than us and i i don't know that there is a team in the nfc that does you could argue the the eagles the eagles look pretty good and and hurts is playing really well um you know and the eagles have the same kind of defensive line the 49ers do but 100 but a better offensive line arguably yeah, so, that's the thing with the Eagles. The Eagles are really good in the trenches. Yeah, and, the, yeah. and the Eagles got some serious playmakers and the quarterbacks playing well. The Eagles, to me, right now are the class of the NFC for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like I like Dallas, I think, more than Dallas some looked people good. do. Dallas looked I good just today. think I just think when they're really, really hitting in all cylinders, they could be a dangerous team. And I know Dallas has been disappointment after disappointment every season. And I don't love McCarthy as a head coach, but they have a couple studs on that defense. You know, Michael Parsons is a is a game changer. Um, mm-hmm. Dak looked pretty good today. They have weapons when everything gets going. I like, you know, they have Gallup. I, I think Dallas is tough. Um, it's hard. It's hard for me. I don't, I'm not afraid of the Packers. I'm not ever afraid of the Packers. How many times do we have to see the same story with them? Even if they do get it together this year, I'll always be afraid of the Bucks, just because they, I know they look awful right now, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady and they do have weapons and the mm-hmm. defense is good. I don't buy Minnesota. So, yeah, I mean, the Niners can really Philly is the only team that I would be like, eh, you know, they might get steamrolled by them. But the division's going to be interesting to me. It really is. I, I think yeah. the Cardinals kind of garbage. I think the Rams are garbage. But I can see Seattle sticking around and winning 10 games. I can. So sure. the Niners have to take care of their business on their end, too. And they have to do it. They're, they're talented enough to do it. If you told if you told me, Brian, the Niners finished, what are they, four lost? If they finished 12-5, I'd be like, I wouldn't be surprised. If you told me they finished on and seven, I wouldn't be surprised. But you told me nine and eight, I wouldn't be surprised. I have no idea with this team. None. Absolutely none. But um, yeah. w- one thing you mentioned too, like with in terms of the expectations, like, yeah, you just made a huge trade for one of the, at the running back position, I, top three difference maker. You know, he's, he's unbelievable when he's healthy. So yeah, you're going for it. And you have guys like Kittle and Williams. They don't have that long left. They really don't couple years, you know, the way Kittle plays that he's going to be able to play at this level. Well, if you get two or three good more years out of him, you know, elite years out of him, you're happy. Yeah. They have to win now. This is a win now team. So I agree with that for sure. And you also mentioned Brandon Ayuk. He is really coming into his own. His mm-hmm. last three games, Brian, 11 targets, eight catches, 83 yards, two touchdowns, 11 targets, seven catches, 82 yards, no touchdowns. And today, or uh, we're recording this on a Sunday, obviously. So in week eight, Six catch, six targets, six catches. He caught all his targets, 81 yards in the score that he caught from McCaffrey. Yep. And he looks, he looks like he's getting open. He looks fast. He looks reliable. He looks like he's really coming along as that he can be like a one A type guy. Again, when you add him with Kittle and Debo and McCaffrey, how don't you score 30 points a game? Right. How don't you do it. Right. And that's, you know, so it's, yeah. It's that's exciting. The, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. And, We'll see again. Talk to me in a month, but today was a good sign anyway, and we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah, you know, honestly, what Ayuk looks like to me is the number one wide receiver, right? And and I know that we're paying Debo a ton of money, and I get that. But you look at Debo and you go, ah, Debo is an offensive weapon. And I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but that is the value that he brings to this team. He brings this idea of positionless football, which Christian McCaffrey also brings. So yep. now all of a sudden you've got you've got a, a movable chess piece in Debo Samuel, and and then you add an, a second one in Christian McCaffrey, 
and you create all kinds of hell for for opposing defensive court. There's no telling where either one of those guys is going to line up, and wherever they line up, they are elite, right at that at, at that spot. You know, even when you even even when you send Christian McCaffrey out wide, he's an elite pass catcher. Like he just yeah. is. He's an elite pass catcher. His only problem is he's short. I I honestly I don't know how his dad is well, his dad was like six over six feet tall right yeah, it's like guy, crazy yeah. to me Pretty sure it's, it's yeah it's crazy to me that that christian doesn't even tip the scales at six foot but regardless he's he's elite there right and then even if you bring debo into the backfield he has proven to be elite there as well so now you've like i said you've got these two movable chess pieces and then you've got brandon Ayuk, who is a true like number one wide receiver. He runs phenomenal routes. He's got those long arms. He, uh, he, his hands are good, right? He's got some drops, but he catches the majority of the balls that come his way. Uh, he's shifty with the ball in his hands. He's great after the catch, you know, he is all of these things. And so, you know, honestly, I think, I think he is, you know, he is the X receiver in this, in this offense and then McCaffrey and Debo are kind of interchangeable wherever you want them on the uh, within the the formation. And so, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, they're going to you know, they're going to give him his fifth year option. That will be a decision they have to make at the end of this year. I would hope so. Not hard to not hard to not hard to see them doing that. It'll be interesting to see if they try and sign him long term within the kind of money that they're paying Debo, the kind of money that they're paying kittle right uh the kind of money that they're paying um mccaffrey although i think mccaffrey will will restructure after this year uh because only a million of that contract is guaranteed and so it it really anyway because you know they would turn that into signing bonus and it would lower cap hits for the 49 like it would just it works for both sides um and so i i would expect that and then again you know you're going to be given nick bosa probably north of 30 million dollars a year mm-hmm. um you know you've got all of these things that are happening so uh it'll be interesting to see from a roster building perspective if Ayuk remains a 49er long term or you know do they look to maybe flip him for you know for for to recoup some some draft capital i hope not yeah i hope not because there's no one else on this roster that could that could take over for what you know what he provides them but and he's the type of he's dude been awesome. Yeah, and you look at like a Christian Kirk, for example, like yeah. he got paid a ton. Ayuk may not be a guy, who, and I don't know if he's known nationally. He's probably not somebody that, I don't, I don't know, really. people play like think. fantasy football that people would think like, oh, he's yeah. a legit receiver. But but he is, and I think if he ever hit the open market, you would see that. I think he would get paid. Sure. And I, think he, I think he probably knows that. Like if you put him on a team, like, my God, like imagine if, if he was on like the Chiefs or something, you know, he would put up <laughs> big numbers yeah. or a more yeah. pass-heavy team. He really would put up really really serious numbers i think he's doing it this year you know he's probably if he stays in this trajectory going to be about 80 catches a thousand yards you know maybe eight or nine touchdowns and when you consider all the mouths this team has to feed that's that's really good and i think he can go to another team and and be a 90 100 catch guy and and i think he's that i i think he's that good i really do so i think he's going to get paid somewhere and it, it is interesting they should they should pick up his option and then kind of see where you go from there so what is that? Two years? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they move on from Kittle. You know, maybe they find money elsewhere if Debo breaks out, or I'm sorry, if Ayuk breaks out. Yeah, 
It's going to be interesting to see, but it's a good problem to have right now. But again, they have oh, for sure. <laughs> Brian, we talk yeah. about like all these people like, oh, they're, they're so good. This is a good problem to have. They got to put it together on the field. They're still four and four at the end of the day, dude. Right. There's you know no reason I mean? this game should be four and four. Right. Right. I mean, no. you should, you know, you're playing the Falcons and the Bears. You, sh- you shouldn't be four and four. You lose to the Chiefs. Great. I, I thought Denver might have been a loss anyway, even though Denver sucks. But like, we didn't know that. Fine. You got to be better than, than four and four. And, and in the second half of the season, they have to play that way. Yeah. I, at the beginning of the season, I predicted six and two going into the bye. And then they, you know, and they lost two of the games that I anticipated that they would win, which was the Bears and the Falcons. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I thought that they would, I think uh, I picked them to lose to the Chiefs. And I think I picked them to, I, I believe I picked them to lose to the Broncos again, pre preseason starting right right so it's really those two losses those two losses to the bears and falcons which are really inexcusable but uh but let's also say the nfc south leading atlanta falcons (laughs) isn't that crazy (laughs) they yeah they beat the yeah that by the way the end of that panthers game yikes dj Moore, my man before before we go i want to talk about stupid coaching decisions oh yeah yes because you know i'm watching all the games and like i just so the first, the first one I want to talk about is this Rams thing. So they clearly were, they were folding up and going home at the end of the game. Two minutes left, they're running the football. You're down 31 to 14. Why in God's name on the last play of the game would you throw a screen pass to Cooper Cup? Why? And he got hurt. And we, I don't think he yeah, seriously yeah. hurt. Got his ankle rolled up. Yeah, I hope not because he's on my fantasy team. But <laughs> one of my fantasy teams. But. That's the dumbest thing in the world. If you're punting there and you have no, you have zero chance to come back. Why is your best player even on the field? Just stupid. And the other thing I saw today was the Colts. The Colts started um, Sam Ellinger, right? They benched Matt mm-hmm. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ellinger comes in. He's young. He can move. So the Colts, you know, they played pretty crappy on offense, but they were in a really good spot to win the game. And at this point, I think it was six to six. And they do a little shovel pass to Pittman, and he's tackled on the. It was like the one inch line. Like he was just barely in. So again, you have this mobile quarterback, right? Just sneak the ball, man. Just get it and, and fall forward. If he doesn't get it, just do it again. They right. run a shotgun run and lose two yards and kick a field goal and they end up losing the game. The defense blew it at the end, but still, you should have never been in that position. Frank Reich is a moron. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches in the league. He just makes stupid decisions week after week. You just see these coaches like yeah. it's so infuriating. If they just do, if they don't try not to outsmart themselves. I just miss good old fashioned football. The go- the balls on the one yard line or the half yard line, just sneak it in, just score. Why are you in a shotgun or doing just sneak, sneak the ball in. You're going to score. Uh, this is infuriating watching some of these games. To, to I was going to say Kyle Shanahan called a QB sneak on, it was third and one, but really it was like Long. third and 1.9, right? That was the longest one yard I've ever seen in my life. And they nailed it. Right. Cause that's Jimmy Garoppolo's elite at quarterback sneaks, but great sneaker. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, sneaker. but yeah, the other thing, the other thing that, you know, speaking of, of coaching decisions uh, again, why is Christian McCaffrey continuing to get handoffs when the game is, is, is essentially over? Why are yes, you running him into the line? Um, why? I don't, why, why? you have Ty Davis price. You've got, yeah, let's get, or Jeff Wilson jr. Shoot. Give Jeff, Jeff Wilson jr. The ball, right? Like, Right. Get Christian McCaffrey out of the game. And then on the defensive side of the ball, let's get Mooney Ward out of the game, right? He's still ailing a little bit. Like, there's some things where I'm like, eh, come on, guys. Like, I know that as fans, you know, we are not football coaches. And, and football coaches say, like, you know, football players play football, right? And I get that. But there's something about 
for for a for a for a coach like Kyle Shanahan who has risk who is as risk averse as he is mm-hmm. to continue to see some of these decisions about players being in when the game is you know over essentially it just kind of baffles me a little bit but but yeah no I agree with you I I'm shoot I think Frank Wright could lose his job at the end of this season because they have been sure. horrendous they have been absolutely they are uh time so yeah that's that's tough, but you know this is a, a 49ers podcast, so um, you, I think we've done our fair share of uh, trying to hold Kyle Shanahan accountable. And to end the show, I just want to say kudos to Kyle, kudos to D'Amico. This was a well-coached game. There were some aspects of it that you know I was a little passive-aggressive on the timeline, especially in the first half with some of those penalties. Um, you know, this, some of the decisions that were, that were being made again, kicking that field goal. Although, you know, that, that, uh, that McCaffrey incompletion probably made going for it, you know, impossible, but, you know, I, I liked to see a little bit more aggression out of, out of Kyle. And then I liked to see, uh, D'Amico's adjustments at half. And I think it made all the difference in the world. And you ended up with a 31, 14, uh, victory over the same old sorry ass Rams. So, hey, <laughs> kudos, kudos to to Shanahan and his staff. Go under the bye, lick, you know, get healthy. I'd love to. I'm hoping Armstead is back after the bye. You know, hopefully we see Jason Verrett after the bye. Um, and 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 they're gonna go against a, a gunslinger in in Justin Herbert, and you know they're gonna have their work cut out for them. So uh, that offense is gonna have to have to come to play just like they did today. Definitely. But it's at least, hey, like I said, Brian, we'll take it. It's a good feeling, at least going into the bye, a good taste in our mouth. So Absolutely. we will take it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For Brian and Zane, this is out. Later. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 